happy you have at the podcast. I am your host Meg Goodman and this is another great episode. So today we're going to be discussing my relationship with exercise um, based off the intake from the last few episodes. My, ex- my relationship with food has been one of the most popular ones so I felt it was only fitting to follow it up with my relationship with exercise because for me on my journey they have really gone hand in hand. Now I just want to preface this episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm not really going to give any tips or any, I don't know, anything examples of how to make it better. I'm just going to speak entirely from my experience, so take from it what you will. Um, But before we get into all of that, here's our weekly update. So I had my first full week of teaching last week, um, and I found that I'm thoroughly enjoying teaching science and health. But that's kind of no surprise to me because I studied science at university and health is pretty much what I do with this podcast. So health is we're talking about your spirituality, your hoarder, your well-being, and just encompassing a healthy lifestyle. So I think I'm really going to enjoy teaching that for the rest of the time. Um, what else has happened? I've been away on school camp. So if you can probably hear my voice is a little bit croaky. That's because I've been yelling for the past week nonstop. But I thoroughly enjoyed camp. We did some pretty epic stuff and I feel really lucky that I get to go on these really cool outings and I get paid for it. So although it's intense, it is worth my while. Um, And then to end this busy fortnight, we went on a date night last night to watch the new Avatar movie. I think it was the last weekend it was in cinemas. So that was really fun. Three hours is a long time to be in the movies, but overall, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, So that's my update for the fortnight. But my recommendation for this fortnight is going to be something quite simple. Um, something that I got to do a lot on camp and it's connecting with nature. Take that time, spend time connecting with nature, spend quality time in it. So when we were on camp, we did a couple of cool things. So we went to see a fur seal colony um, out of Omaru and that was beautiful. And we also got to see the penguin colony, which is my favorite thing to watch all the rafts of penguins come in. So if you can take time to connect and just be present with nature, you'll really feel it in your soul and just take that time to not feel pressured. But yeah, let's get into the episode. My relationship with exercise. Right, before we get into it, I want to do a couple of trigger warnings. Um, Obviously, this is a very sensitive topic for a lot of people. And if you struggle with things like body dysmorphia or obsessive behaviors, I really would love for you to listen with caution or listen with a friend or a family member just so that you are taking it on with a positive mindset. I These are areas that I have taken a long time to admit that I've struggled with and this even recording this podcast is such a massive step for me. So I just want to say take it with a grain of salt and just understand that this is my experience. I'm not saying this is what it's going to be like for you but I hope that somewhere this can help someone because I wish that I had had someone to tell me the, that they'd gone through this and that I was not alone. So here we go. So I'm going to start right at the beginning. Um, so my childhood, um, I was never the fit kid. I was quite sporty though, so I was involved in lots of sports teams. I was active, but I think that came from more of a desire to be social rather than a desire to be fit. It didn't really become an issue until I went to high school. So I think maybe year eight, kind of leading into year nine, is where these issues really started for me, where I started to feel big. Um, I was starting to compare my body. 
I really wanted to look like my thin friends and it feels so silly to say out loud now because I was 12 years old but I look at the 12 year olds that I teach and I can't I hope I really really hope that they're not having those mental battles that I was already having at such a young age um, I really wanted to look like other people I didn't like the way I looked so I joined a gym in year 9 and 10 in Carpety and I used to go oh, pretty irregularly pretty sporadically but thinking I was doing the right thing um, so I was honestly working from such a point of hate for my body it was never oh I'm so proud of what I can do and it was looking at myself in the mirror and going you are an ugly person and I want to fix you and I can't believe I used to say that kind of stuff to myself but then I moved to boarding school and I think if anything it progressively got worse and worse and worse for me I started doing the BBG Kayla Adsenas program, so the Bikini Body Guide. Um, I obsessed over this for about three years, so I was religious with it. I did it three or four times a week, and I was running on top of that. Um, so I would get to the point where I was working out twice a day, every day at boarding school. So I would wake up in the morning, and I would do a run, a walk, or a BBG workout. And then I would come back after in the afternoon and I would do a run, a walk or a BBG workout. And this was every single day. And I did, played in all the sports teams. So it's hockey, badminton, basketball, um, netball. I was just training and overly pushing myself to try and make change the way I looked so that I felt like I fitted in. One of the biggest issues I had at boarding school was definitely associated with body dysmorphia. I thought... I was ginormous and it's just so sad. I look back on, I was even looking back through pictures today of photos of me a year ago and just looking at what my head thought I looked like and then looking at it now and just going, oh my goodness, you're actually so beautiful. You didn't have to think that about yourself. I'd always, always, always thought I was, this is in air quotes, the big friend. Um, I'd always looked at myself as the one with broad shoulders, the one with a big gut, the one with the fat thighs, the one with the big ass, and just always imagining that I was morbidly obese. And that's just so insane to me now that I thought as a 15-year-old girl that I was going to look like this forever and I was going to feel like this forever. So I may as well exercise to the point where I feel sick so that I can try and change the way that I looked. Um, I used to go for the runs with my fit friends and they would absolutely destroy me and I would end up in tears because of how unfit I was and I just didn't understand the concept of refueling so I used to starve myself to the point where I wouldn't eat and then I'd binge eat because I was so hungry and it just was such a vicious cycle oh my goodness I wish I could shake 15 year old Meg she just oh it breaks my heart to think about it now an actual a, a moment that I think is worth highlighting. I don't know if you, you'd know this song, but it's I Hate Everything About You by Three Doors Down, I think. Um, and if you do know it, it's quite a angsty song, I guess is probably the way to say it. But I used to play it when I was working out and I would look in the mirror and I would sing it to myself in the mirror. And it's like, I hate everything about you. And it just says it on repeat. And I used to look at my fat on my stomach and on my legs, the stretch marks and the cellulite and I would just look at all of them and I would scream it to myself I was affirming the way I was feeling 
which now is someone who uses positive affirmation as a tool to love my body, I can't believe how much I enforced the negative affirmation consistently. I would play it again and again and again and I would reinforce that negative mindset and I was letting it be okay. Um, around the same time we had a home gym so I would spend every day of the weekend in the home gym and I made it my social outings so my friends would come over and we would do the home gym together which is all well and good and yes there's a healthy way to do that but I can speak very confidently in saying that that was not a healthy mindset for me to be in whatsoever. Um, Another thing that I wanted to mention from the boarding school section was at the end of the years we did like these these certificates to give to people and I'd lost granddad that that in this time so I wasn't at school and then I came back to do these certificates with my like friends in quotation marks again and one of the boys had put nine months work no progress as my mock-up fake certificate and just it crushed me absolutely crushed me because I thought I'd made all this progress and I was looking really good and for someone that I cared a lot about his opinion at the time, it destroyed me. And I look back and I go, man, I really wish I could just tell her that none of that mattered. It, you didn't, none of their opinions mattered. You have a beautiful fiance now who loves you for exactly the way you are. And you actually love yourself more than you've ever loved yourself before. And you don't need to worry about what you look like now because you're 16 and or 17 I think and you're supposed to enjoy your life don't stress about this but that's something that to this day has stuck in my head and I am trying to work really hard to wring it out and try and get those oh Meg's the bigger one or I will have to make a different size costume for Meg those kinds of comments out of my head because they weren't malicious on their end they just I was so insecure and so had so many limiting beliefs around who I was that they really triggered me and really upset me. So it can go to show the personal growth that I've made in the sense that those comments probably wouldn't hurt me anymore. I would just look and go, well, that's a self-reflection of how you're feeling. It has absolutely nothing to do with me. But we're learning and every step of the way, 17, I had no idea I'd have this all figured out at 23. And to be fair, I'm probably going to look back in a few years time and go, oh my goodness, what was I thinking when I was 23? But that's the beauty of this podcast and I'll be able to listen and reflect. But straight out of high school, I moved straight down to University of Otago and I started my first year of university. I drank so much alcohol so much alcohol it was ridiculous so I was drinking every single weekend three or three times a week probably um and to the points of excess where I was uncomfortable vomiting um so hungover the next day don't remember nights I black out every single night um definitely was battling with an internal conflict of probably what I'd say is depression now but that's probably my only experience I've really had with it but depressive tendencies anyway um but I was kind of not exercising so I stopped exercising other than just walking when I went to this uni at the start and then I went in to try and get my pill renewed so my contraceptive pill and I think I was about 108 kilos I was definitely over 100 anyway and I hopped on the scales and the nurse I remember it so vividly she looked at me and said I'm sorry your contraceptive pill isn't going to work as a form of contraception anymore because you're too heavy and I just I remember that was when the fixation with the scales really kicked in for me. 
I was so upset and I guess I still took the pill because I was controlling my period which is a whole other topic we'll have to get into one day because boy I've had a journey with contraception but she like she didn't realize how much that hurt me and I, it's not her fault whatsoever she was just telling me like it was um but so again I started exercising obsessively so I started exercising again from a point of hate. So I triggered this because I was hating the way I looked and the way I felt. So I would do this. But the thing is, I was exercising six or seven times a week and then I would progressively drink. So I'd wake up and get hung up, be hungover working out, thinking, oh, I'm doing such a healthy thing for my body. And then I would binge eat because I wasn't eating enough and I would hide lollies. Oh my gosh, my food hiding in halls was so bad. I would hide lollies in my room so that people thought I was, in quotation marks, fit and healthy um but in saying that I did lose I did lose a a substantial amount of weight whether or not it was healthy or whether or not it worked for me but I was definitely so obsessed with exercise I couldn't miss a workout I would feel physically guiltily sick if I missed exercise so that was something that really started to take over and that obsessive watching of the scales um and then in my second year at university I ran my first marathon This was a massive, massive achievement for me, both mentally and physically. Um, But I wish I could redo it. I wish I could redo the fueling section, the love, the reason I fell in love with running. I remember the reason I started running is because I was complaining about being fat because that's all I did at home. And my brother looks at me and goes, Meg, if you think you're fat, get up and run. And I just, (laughs) I kind of laughed because I went, oh, he's right. So I went out and went for a run and I couldn't run a hundred meters without crying. So I just, I learned to run. And then in a month I trained for my first half marathon. And then I was talking to my best friend and I said, let's go, let's train for this full. And I'm so proud that I still did it. I do not regret doing it, but I wish that I could have redone the way I went about it. So I wasn't fueling properly. I used to run on an empty stomach all the time. Um, and I would starve myself. So I would run and then I'd get back from a run and go oh but you can't eat you have to wait till 12 o'clock and I'm like you just ran 15 kilometers you need to eat something but my brain just went nope it's gonna make you fat so I just stopped that eating process and I remember it got so bad at one point I'd gone for my longest run I'd ever done I'd run 26 kilometers which is a massive feat that's that's awesome and exciting and I'd run 26 kilometers and I'd got home to my flat in Dunedin and I hadn't eaten anything. I'd taken one bottle of water on the run with me. And I drank all the water. And then I got home and I stripped off. And because this was my routine, I stripped off to go have a shower. I pulled out the scales. And then as I bent down to weigh myself, I stood up and everything went white. And I was butt naked. Um, <laughs> and I had gone to weigh myself. And then everything went white. And I had to call out to my flatmate at the time. And I was like, you need to come help me. I can't see. And then I fainted onto her. And she just woke me up and was like, Meg, what's going on? And I was like, I need food. So I had to go get her to go get me food. So she went and ran and got me some dates. And I was proud of that. I was proud that I had run myself to the point of exhaustion when my body had no choice but to faint. I was proud because I weighed three kilos less. I cannot believe that that is something that I used to feel and something that I used to push upon myself. I didn't want the extra calories, so I chose not to eat. And that was so associated with the way I looked and wanting to change it. 
Um, along with this, I tried things such as juice detoxes whilst still running all these, these Ks. Um, I just had so much anger and so much hatred towards myself that it's absolutely mind-boggling and so upsetting. Then I went into my third year at uni and I ran a lot. I still ran more marathons. I ran half marathons. But a big thing that got for me here was I lived in quite a fit flat this year. So we all exercised, which made the obsession so easy to hide. Um, and I started training at Les Mills. So I would train in the morning. I would go to a pump class and in the afternoon I'd go work out by myself. I started personal training, which I think in in the space of all this negative... That was probably something that I did really well because I learned technique. So at least I wasn't hurting myself anymore. Um, but I still had a very unhealthy obsession with scales and weighing myself. I weighed myself daily. Um, and if I didn't weigh less, I wouldn't eat that day. Um, and then I used to wonder why I would feel sick at night times when I'd had the flat dinners that we would cook. And I remember still even the self-reflection of figuring out if I have IBS and that kind of stuff and my gut health. No wonder my gut health is so messed up. I didn't eat and then I would exercise. So my body wanted to basically give up. It's ridiculous. But now I even look back at the negative self-talk I had. I used to stand in the mirror and just look at it and pinpoint. Pinpoint everything I had. I used to be so scared of the mirror. I used to be so scared of my reflection. And just thinking I was the ugliest thing to walk the earth because I was fat. And I just, oh my gosh, that whole sentence just makes me so upset because I'm such a different person now and I wish I'd had this mindset three years ago. But I'm so grateful that I have this mindset now and that I know I'm beautiful and I am exactly who I'm supposed to be right now. But then we get into 2020, so obviously that was a pretty big year for everyone. Um, so I had a gap year in quotes again, so I started working full-time as a kitchen hand. Um, I would walk 40 minutes to and from work every day because it was, quotes, good for me. Um, rain, hail or shine, I wouldn't let myself catch the bus because that was what I considered lazy. Um, I was quite on and off with exercise, so it was my first year in a serious relationship, and COVID did make that interesting. So I was on and off exercise because I was trying to learn to balance time, but I did start doing the Sarah's Day workouts, which in in hindsight probably quite enjoyed. Um, but if I hadn't so obsessively done them when I was physically exhausted, maybe it would have been a different scenario. But I was really unhappy with how I looked. I used to take pictures of my jeans that I had bought that strategically I'd bought to not fit me so that I could learn to fit into them rather than buying clothes that actually fit me. Um, but one positive thing that did come out of 2020, I got quite into yoga and the spirituality side of exercise and the breathing and trying to figure that out, which then led into 2021. I did my master's this year, so my master's of teaching. Um, this is kind of when the page Happy Habits started. I actually started it just before I started um, my master's, but it wasn't for this purpose. It's kind of evolved, but it was initially just a place for me to document my exercise so that I could track what I was doing. So it actually started from probably a place of unhealthy, but it's become honestly life-saving for me. Um, I thought I was creating a healthy routine, um, but I had no sympathy or self-empathy. So I would um, have a strict schedule or it was nothing. So if I couldn't do my six workouts a week, I couldn't do I couldn't do any. There was no oh you've got a massive week of assignments this week. You have to just take some time off. If you get to the gym, that's awesome. If you don't, that's cool. No, if you didn't go six times, you were failing. 
you were failing miserably. And so I had nothing. I had such an all or nothing mentality, which I look back on now and blows my mind that I even made it through my master's with such an all, all or nothing mentality. But I'm still proud of who I was at that time because, again, everything is progress. Um, and then last year, I had my first year working full-time as a teacher. Um, so I, this is probably the year I actually made the most personal growth. So I learned how to fuel my body properly um, and then I've started weightlifting but there was a big kick in here. So definitely the no drinking alcohol has changed my life dramatically. So I'll probably do a whole episode on my alcohol, my relationship with alcohol later on. But in about July last year I woke up one morning hungover and I was like I can't do this anymore. I talk about how I want to be fit and how I want to be healthy and how I want to love my body, but I wake up self-loathing with anxiety and I do this to myself every weekend. So I made such a change and I started a 50-day challenge, which I laugh at now because I'm like, you shouldn't have to do a challenge to start something, but it did change my life. I did 50 days of no drinking, exercising every day, so it was a walk every day and then working out three times a week, um, which again is still following that obsessive traits and tendencies, but it did kickstart the understanding of exercising because I love it, not because I have to. So then once I came out of that for a few days, I actually fell in love with exercising because my body was so strong and I felt so powerful and empowered by who I was. Um, so then I started joined, then I joined a gym, which was a massive, massive step for me because I'd always been so self-conscious about how I looked that I didn't want to join a gym because I would compare myself to everyone. But I'm at the stage now where I'm at the gym, I'm wearing shorts and a singlet, and I don't care what a single person in there thinks of me, and I love it. I love it because I don't look at anyone else to compare myself. I'm just happy being there and happy enjoying my own time in the gym, um, and that leads into this year, so I'm feeling extremely confident. Um, I've finally learned to rest, which has been such a massive learning curve, that understanding that rest is such an important step for this um a great reflection I've made is actually so I've just come off camp week so going from camp week this year to camp week last year so camp week last year I had scheduled in strict regimes of working out while I was on camp so I did three workouts and two runs while I was on camp last year this year coming into camp I went camp is a really hard time to be a teacher it's busy it's full-on you don't have to plan any exercise if you get some extra walks in, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool. I did no extra working out, but I did go out there and I practiced my handstands with the kids and I played sport with the kids and I did exercise in its own right, not because I was following some strict regime. But I I really am so proud of myself that I love who I am now and I'm so proud to exercise because it's it links into that happy habit and what I'm trying to create with this this community of showing that there's so much more to life than hating yourself, that that you can create routines and habits and rituals that are sustainable and are empathetic and are ever-changing. It's not a strict regime that you have to follow consistently. Um, so I did do some Instagram polls. So if you want to be a part of those, you need to head over to That Happy Habit Instagram. So for, give us a follow and you can be a part of these polls. But I thought these were quite interesting and I asked what, what people felt. So what is your relationship with exercise like? Um, the first option was easy, I love it. And 51% of you put that. Um, it's been rocky, but I'm overall I'm working on it. And that was 44%. 
Um, and then another 5% of you put that you don't exercise at all. And I found that quite interesting just to see those of you who could confidently say that they loved exercise. Because I think I'm definitely still sitting in the, it's been rocky but I'm working on it phase. Because I have, I am working on it and I have been working on it for the last, gosh, since I was a kid. So I think I love and it makes me so happy and so proud that there's people out there who can. There's 51% of you who can confidently say, yes, I love exercise. Um, and this one was also interesting because up until 2021, I don't think this would have been a yes for me. Um, do you exercise for your mental health? So yes, it'd be a yes for me now. But it definitely wasn't. So not 92% of you put yes and 8% of you put no, you don't exercise for your mental health. And I think that's been a big shift in my relationship with the exercise is understanding that there's so much more to it than just my physical appearance. Exercise nourishes and complements my mental health. So that's been a great learning curve for me. And then this one I really enjoyed as well because I think it kind of, it reflected a lot of what I I've just talked about and what I think. So three words to describe your relationship with exercise. Um, hate, love, outcome. One person just put spiritual, which again, I've talked about my journey with spirituality in here a little bit. Um, love, hate and scary. So I hope that this is a good for the person who put that, that they can listen to this and understand that it's scary for everyone. It's not just scary for them. Um, my me time I love that one because yes it is such a me time moment and it's able to take that space and go I'm working on myself right now because I love myself and I'm so proud of who I am um, fun consistent progressions so I totally agree with that if you can find it to make it fun and exciting and you can be consistent in a loving manner then you're going to find that progression um, this one was from my PT, which I love, so part of me, and I think that's so special because it is a part of a part of their life and a part of who they are. Um, and then this one was from me, tough, enduring, and freeing. So I think those three words really summed up my relationship with the exercise because I found it tough, I've been enduring, but now I'm at the stage where it is extremely freeing. Um please feel free to give me a message of anything I have talked about you resonate with or you share it with someone if you think that they would benefit from hearing this episode. But thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a lovely week. Thank you for listening to this episode of That Happy Habit. I hope that you have enjoyed the content and you've been able to take something away. If you have any questions, queries or comments, please feel free to message me over on Instagram at That Happy Habit. We are building a community on Facebook as well. So if you want to become a part of that, please head to That Happy Habit, the Facebook group, and come and join us there. Along with all of this, if you have time, please leave a review, rate, comment, and subscribe to our channel. Thank you so much. Bye.